the UK, broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mic Drop Club, hosted by Douglas Hamandiche. Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. How you guys doing out there? I'm recording this session, pretty late in the day. Still inspired, still focused on giving you great content. I'm not alone for once. I have in the house the one and only Lock Up Your Daughters. Best kept secret, we've got Django co-host in the house. How you doing? You right? <laughs> uh, you came in with the um, raspy microphone. We're using Zoom to connect and engage as most of the country, most of the world is using Zoom at the moment or Microsoft Teams or something similar to keep the engagement going. And that does mean there's a compromise in the quality of the audio, but it's more about can you still mm-hmm. be consistent and put out content that people can find useful, valuable, insightful, and can take those nuggets to make make best best use of the time they have whilst in quarantine, isolation and all that kind of stuff. So Jengo, how are you doing? You're right. I am wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Brilliant. You brilliant. know that I can't complain. <laughs> you know, that's you know, yeah, we thank God, man. Everything. Most definitely, most definitely in your health, you know, you, last time we spoke to you, caught up to you, you were you were in quarantine yourself. How did that go? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, obviously, like like I said last time, I had to be um, in 14 days of isolation, but I'm out now. And I got tested um, for the coronavirus mm. and my, my results came back negative. So we thank God for that. Oh, you brilliant, know. Brilliant. Um, yeah, so that's some good news that I've, I've had. Um, yeah. I think, week, I think the rapper Nas had a lyric on the song Ether about the mm. test results coming up negative. And it was like one of the punchlines in that, that track that was a diss track to Jay-Z. So yeah. he, he says that in his line. So the fact that you got the negative is, is brilliant. But how were you feeling in the quarantine? What was that like for you to be constricted? Did you find your creativity was that drained? Did you manage to produce anything? What was it like for you? Oh, it was, it was beautiful. Creativity was booming because... Um, I decided just to document what everything that, that I was going through, my 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 thought process. Yeah. And um within that, obviously that that stage of isolation, I just decided, you know what, I'm just gonna use this time just to encourage people that either have the COVID-19 yeah. or maybe if you step back from the microphone a little bit. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what I what sorry, what I, what I was saying is like um within this 14 days of isolation, mm. my creativity was um, it was booming in a sense. Um, I was very creative in the sense that I, I just decided I, I was going to document everything that I was going through, my thought process, you know, what I was reflecting on, um, you know, because obviously, like within the 14 of isolation, a lot of people can 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 be can 
you know, can be fearful. It, this is a, a disease that's killing everybody, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I just used, you know, my faith in a sense just to encourage others, you know, that, that, that were going through it. So I was just posting out videos, you know, upon videos, yeah, you know, brilliant. why the yep. coronavirus ain't got nothing on me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I, I blessed everybody, you know what I'm saying, that was, that was obviously following me in a sense that, okay, the reason I don't, you know, I, I'm not fearing this disease is because of, you know, because obviously like I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer of God, you know what I'm saying, I'm a Christian. So I was just saying, you know what, you know, if God can help me with this situation, surely, you know what I'm saying, I, I, won't, I won't be subject to this. And, you know, and just telling them, you know what, you know, because God has done this to me, don't fear that, you know what I'm saying, do not fear. Yeah, to fear. You get me? Um, but yeah, I was, yeah. My creativity was good. Sorry, just in, in, um, in shortness. No, no, it's, it's okay. Um, when you when you're speaking, sometimes you're you're very clear. Then you, I think you you come closer to the microphone and everything just starts cracking up. So, yeah, was, so the distance you had initially, that's perfect because you're coming in nice and clean. I know everyone's struggling. Like like I said a few moments ago with the technology because of bandwidth wise, but let's try and keep the the levels. Um, Oh, clean. Yeah, so you don't have to go too close to the microphone, but everything else is fine. So now we're so happy that there was the test results were negative. Um, you had the period of time to reflect your creativity and focus on things that are of value, as it were, because this whole th- um pandemic has made people mm. reassess things that are important to them in their lives. You know, it, it forces you. You take a look at the the rat race culture, the nine to five, and you ask yourself now, why are you working for? Um, I've got the I've got the uh, the blessing whereby I've got a young young son in the house and watching him grow is amazing mm. and all of those things that you know I took for granted before I have to go and earn the money yes money is important uh, and uh, I totally get that but there's some things that really money cannot buy watching your children grow that is a very very beautiful experience yeah, that's a so, blessing yeah 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 so that's, a very, that's a very yeah, so hence hence we're doing this podcast late at night, but it's important that we've caught up, you know, because it's not, it's not often that we we struggle to connect because normally we're, we're bang on it, connect, connect, connect. So this yeah. show, in fact, was all to do with um, enabling, let's have a discussion around how best can we be better communicators. Yeah. How can okay. we be better communicators? Because right now everybody's online. Everybody's engaging in Zoom. Everyone's trying to find a way to connect and engage with different people. But after we come yeah. out of the coronavirus, okay, things are not going to be the same. Things are going to be different. But still, I think mm. those skills of being an expert, a proficient communicator are very, very important. And that's being able to understand people at, at its core. Yeah. Understanding how people think, understand how the people behave so that you can respond accordingly. So many times that yeah. so many times we see on, particularly in the corporate world, where people are trying to communicate via email, and people get offended by an email that was sent yeah. out. But the the person who sent it out didn't mean no offense. But when you read an email, a lot of the the spirit, a lot of the intention, can be misinterpreted. So people like to say, okay, it's better off just pick up the phone and speak to somebody. Okay, so. Now we're now in this, this, this situation whereby you cannot physically go and see somebody. You can't pick up the phone and speak to somebody. But even in that moment, all your senses are more heightened because all you have is a vocal. All you have is a vocal mm-hmm. on the end of the line, isn't it? And you're, you're trying to 
um, understand the tone, the texture, you know, the pause. And what could this mean? Is this person happy? Is this person sad? So we can have this opportunity now to talk about understanding how best people respond to certain situations and the mannerisms because all behaviors are, are signs of something that somebody's feeling or experiencing at the time. Okay. It's signaling yeah. behavior. We all, we're constantly sending signals to each other. And I've seen yeah. that particularly, for example, if you've got a WhatsApp group, yeah, I think most people have a WhatsApp group they're a member of. Typically a family yeah, WhatsApp group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. And if you, if you study the behavior, the psychology of your WhatsApp group, you'll find that within your group, say you've got five plus members, five or, five or more members of, on that group, you'll find a characteristic of, of the easily offended. You know that person mm. in that group, particularly the one that's easily offended. Yeah. You've got probably the joker within your WhatsApp group. Yeah. Talking about your close family WhatsApp group. You've got the one that is indifferent. You've got the silent communicate, the one that doesn't come in, but it's always on the group. Yeah. Yeah. But listening in and you've got the contributors who are constantly churning out information. So you can tell just from any family based WhatsApp group, the different personalities, can't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You can, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> the easily offended are the ones that, that disengage from the whole group and probably start their own one somewhere else. Get easily offended there, start their own one. Get easily offended there, start another one. Going on, so forth and so forth. So we understand that in a WhatsApp group. We understand it in the context of your work environment. But now let's take a look at the signaling to, to try and identify what this person could be feeling inside so that we can be better communicated. So we're going to be starting today a series focusing on the different levels of consciousness, like how awake you are, not woke, like the new woke movement that is, that is running woke. rife throughout Hollywood. Are you woke? <laughs> no, we're not yeah. talking about that woke. Yeah. Stay woke. <laughs> yeah. This is not about that. This is about consciousness. What, what do you reveal when you are awake about yourself? And we're going to go to the lowest emotion. Yeah. The lowest mm. um level of being you can be in yeah the lowest and that is feeling shame yeah this mm, is a level yeah you see, yeah yeah exactly this is a level of 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 emotion that is the lowest and i think without going into biblical um teachings but the first time we normally we as a collective start speaking about shame was the reference to the to the Adam and Eve situation, yeah. yeah, whereby Adam or Adam um, took ate the apple, yeah, and from the Garden mm. of Eden, and forever felt shame. So they went from step being naked to when mm-hmm. start clothing themselves and then becoming more isolated. And this is exactly what happens when somebody feels shame. They mm. isolate themselves. They yeah. withdraw. From themselves, okay. So, Jingo, have you got, got any antidotes? And on antidotes, antidotal evidence or or so or information regarding like shame. How how what does it look like to an individual that is at that stage or the or going for experiencing that emotion of shame? Well, emotion of shame. Like, okay, per- personally, I I would just say um, it, it could derive from 
many things, but I'll just give you a, 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 like a firm example, family. Yeah. Maybe your family name has, you know, you, maybe your family has a bad name um, around, you know, the, the community in a sense. Yeah. Um, obviously, like I'll give you a personal example. Me personally, obviously, like um, I have family that are drug addicts and alcoholics. Do, do you get me? Mm-hmm. So in a sense, you know, growing up, you know, other people, you know, that, that were, you know, and the outskirts of the community, they thought I was going to be subject to that. You know what I'm saying? I was going to be subject, just be useless, like my uncles and that. So, you know, shame can derive from, you know, that type of form of, um, of that, that, that type of form of, you know what I'm saying? Where in terms of family, yeah. if that makes sense. Exactly. And names are important. And I know you've done a podcast um, with one of your... Yeah, um, uh, with no... Um, uh, no shame in my uh, no shame in my name podcast. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do you want to say that again so that our listeners can go and, and search for that? Yeah. Um. No shame in my name podcast is streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play, and Podbean. Brilliant, brilliant. So we're talking about um names. Names are so so important because they set you up, as it were, yeah. for how people mm-hmm. are going to perceive you. So again, if somebody has within your family has ruined your name. They don't only ruin the name for you, for themselves, sorry. If you, they're ruining the name for everyone associated with that Everybody. name. Everybody. And it could be somebody that's not directly associated with the name. So, so, so for example, somebody commits uh, the most outrageous, the most deplorable act of violence. Yeah. Like some sort of kamikaze, self-destructive type behavior. Yeah. And they just share the same first name and surname as you. Yeah you're going to end up feeling some sort of shame around your name. You, you, you are Absolutely. going to, because you're going to find life opportunities are going to start dwindling because there are people will be making parallel associations with your name. And that, what, and, what, and what that. is a family? What is a family? A family is, is a structure that, that bonds together. And I'm saying we lie, you know what I'm saying? We, we build together and we lie in the same dirt together. So yeah. in a sense, like you said, if somebody just, if someone just, you know, in, in a family setting, murders another person everybody's taking that blame yeah. every i don't know who even the little baby even the six month year old baby is going to take that, that blame do you know what i'm saying so yeah shame literally shame is is one thing that you know um it, it has it's it's not even one thing in a sense like it, it a lot of things can come out of shame in a sense in it you get me but yeah. we're gonna get into it but we're just talking about my family right now so yeah most definitely because a lot of people don't talk about shame it's not really it's a, mm. we talk about depression talk about anxiety Talk about all of these things, but shame is not something that's often spoken about. Yeah. yeah? Mm. But shame as it, it, it will make you isolated or make you yeah. withdraw from people or stop you mm. having eye contact with people. It will give you, start making you have self-doubt. Now, how do people start to feel shame? Normally shame can come from a painful experience where you felt humiliated. Humiliated, yeah. Yeah. And that can come from abuse. Yeah. That can come from you making a mistake in a situation where everybody laughs at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you might, I'm never going to kick a ball again because I ballooned my free kick and everybody was laughing yeah. at me. Therefore, yeah. I'm never going to kick a ball again. These things happen. So it's important for us to have compassion for when people are put themselves or have been through a situation whereby they've been vulnerable and have been exposed to things that make them feel um, yeah. shame. Because, because I, I feel like people, what people don't understand is, you know, shame can just make you lose your identity. 
Correct. Yeah. Shame is a very big thing. Like you know, like like you said about you know, just like the, the example that the biblical example that you gave, Adam and Eve. Yeah. Immediately when that shame came, they just lost the identity in God. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So in a sense, like you, um, shame can can literally just ruin um the things. It, it, can, it can ruin your future. <laughs> it can ruin your future. You get what I'm saying? Your present. Because in a sense, shame can ruin your future. And your shame present. can 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 stop you. Can stop you reaching heights. Correct. In yeah, exactly. Like you said, you know, a certain person. Let's say a certain person, were, you know, felt humiliated, you know, kicking a ball, but he loves football. He loves football. He knows football inside out. Yeah. But because he just kicked that ball, he toe punted <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. He won't kick that ball again. So you just stopped at that point. <laughs> I haven't heard that expression in, in years. <laughs> toe punted. Uh, yeah? I haven't heard that expression in years. <laughs> Yeah. In a sense, just not kicking the ball correctly. And you know, you know, it, let's say like of a person like, like I said, you know, a person just loves football and just want to play football. And you know, but because of people's um, opinions, he just as a whole, yeah, just stops striving for that. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a um, you know a personal example. Me, uh personally, education. Um, I struggled with education when I, when I was younger. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely, um, in a sense, just I struggled with it. Maths was not my, my, my biggest, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So in a sense that, you know, growing up, I used to strive, I used to, um, let, let, let's say, maybe just shy away from education yeah. and rather just play sports. So it was like an artificial, you know, substitution that I, that I, that I, you know, that, that I just, you know, created for myself. You know what? I'm good at, you know, you know what I'm saying? Sports mm. activities and all that stuff. Maybe I'll just, you know, just leave um, education on the side. But mm. as, as life went on, it caught up to me and I had to face that, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. in a sense that I, I, in a, what I'm just trying to say is, you know, like in a sense that, you know, yeah, um, educate, I'm sorry, Shame can just, you know, stop you from... Most definitely. No, most definitely. And thank you for sharing that because shame is literally, can it eats your soul. Shame, Yo. shame's, the, the power of shame comes from the fact that it's invisible. Mm. <laughs> That's where it gets its power from because yeah. somebody watching you cannot see why you, you feel shame. They just see the behavior. Mm. They just see you or not see you. Oh, where's Douglas? Oh, he's in his room all the time. Yeah. I haven't seen those in a long, long time, but you don't see it. It's, it's such an invisible thing. And that's where it grabs his power. So to get out of um, shame, to, to triumph over shame, you've got to have a lot of courage because you've got to have to be able to find people that are compassionate for you to share what it is that is inside you, the poison that's inside you, that's making you feel the shame, the embarrassment. You've got to go to that place and talk through it because if you don't, you become more and more deeper in that shame. You got to be, so yeah. courage is what is going to get you to move from a state yeah. of shame up to the other higher levels of consciousness of, of being. Okay. But it is the lowest state you can find yourself in. There's no lower yeah. state than shame. On, on 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 the on the human experience, there's no lower form than and, shame. And where that and which which form that does it wrap itself in in a sense? Shame, isolation. There you it, go. Literally, it all starts from isolating. Yeah, you just isolate. Yeah, and you know, in a sense, like you said, you know, the only way that you can get out of that shame or that that space of isolation and just shame, in a sense, is demonstrating you walking in confidence and saying, you know what. You know, it could, it could vary for in terms of different, you know, uh, scenarios. Maybe just 
maybe one has gone through abuse, yeah. speaking out. Yeah. Speaking out, that, that, that could be a, a, a sign of healing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, for me, for example, I, I went through, you know what I'm saying, abuse. The, 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 the healing came when I spoke. The healing when I, came when I spoke, in a sense. Yeah. Because all the other time, I was just, I was dying inside, like you said. Yeah. I was just dying inside. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, you're, um, you're so right. You're so right. And if I can just come in there yeah. very quickly, because that's very profound. And you've shared your stories with, with us before. You know, yeah. um, yeah, and that's all on, only done with love and to help other people, which is also part of the experience, also part of the healing process, you know, so that you know that whatever you went through is not in vain, it's to help other people as well, you know, having that yeah. about yourselves. But also I want to talk about this whole, because I do a lot of counselling and coaching and a lot of people who are, who are feeling very deeply, deeply, deeply depressed, they have, the, they're all, universities say they feel unworthy, yeah? They had their self-talk, which we all do, yeah, can help define what you achieve. If you've got positive self-talk about yourself, meaning, okay, today it's yeah. raining outside, but you know what? I've got X amount of things to do. I feel confident I can do it. And you know what? I believe in myself. Go on, Douglas, you can do it. I leave the house. Positive. But if you've got negative self-talk based upon you feeling unworthy, yeah, anything that happens to mm. you, you won't like it. Somebody says hi to you. You interpret that as I'm not, I'm not worthy for you to even speak to. Somebody gives you um, good news. I'm not worthy to be the recipient of good news. The new job offering that someone wants to hire you for. You feel, I'm not yeah. worthy of doing that. So as you rightly said earlier, it stops your future. You are, you, mm -hmm. you are stopped right in your tracks and you start going backwards and you start being eaten from the inside out. That's what happens. So you go backwards and you're eating yourself from the inside out. It is the most dangerous affliction to, to be having. Anybody that um, puts people in a situation where they feel shame, it's incumbent on them to reconcile. It's incumbent on them to try and be compassionate. No, not try, be compassionate. Reach out after. Yeah. If you laughed at somebody for experience that was funny at the time, you need to go back and check on their mental state. You know, say, yeah. you know, I was only laughing because it didn't look funny. The way your the way your legs came off the ground and you landed in that awkward position, it was funny. Check up on them, mm. but I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing at the fact of the fall, but not you. You are not funny. Yeah. You know that type of thing. That's what we need to do. So we spoke about courage. I, I feel as though you know, in that type of situation, you have to just learn. You know, some people can just—it's all right to joke around, but you got to understand. Some people are just sensitive. Some people just react different. Exactly. You know, certain jokes. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like nobody's saying you shouldn't make jokes with your, um, with your, with your, with your, with your, with your people, but just know what extreme can you go to and what extent and just know if that person can handle it. Yeah. In yeah. a sense. But yeah. I feel like now, right now in the world, you know, people are just desensitized, desensitized in a sense of just, you know, um, What's the word like, you know, um, just, you know, worrying about people's feelings in a sense. You know what I'm saying? People are just desensitized. People just throw any word and any word out in a sense. Exactly. And, uh, and there's no yeah. account, there's no accountability because people now, the yeah. keyboard warriors now, they can send a tweet, they can send a message online that can really hurt somebody to the point whereby they feel suicidal. 
You know, yeah. um, there should be some level of accountability for what you put out there. Don't be typing mm-hmm. things, your keyboard warriors, that you are too scared to say to the person face to face. And if you are prepared yeah. to say that to the person face to face, ask yourself, what type of person are you that wants to say mm-hmm. something hurtful in this in the first place? If you're attacking celebrities, you know, they're just trying to make a living just like you. They don't deserve or they're not um free fodder for you to test out how malicious you can be and how much you can create damaging words. They're not there for that. What you need to be thinking about is similar to somebody that grew up wanting to torture animals. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to grow up torturing animals? That comes from something. Are you a keyboard warrior sending malicious things because you too at some point were bullied? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where is that coming from? That there's you can find pleasure in there's finding some, but yeah, there's always a link. Where is it coming from? Address that. Uh, another quick tip, what you can do if you are going through shame is practice self-compassion. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very mm-hmm. important. Something that we don't do a, a lot. And I did a podcast with Richard Reed, um, who does well-being um, corporately as well. Um, very, very good friend of the Mic Drop Club. And he speaks a lot about self-compassion and that we don't do it well. You know, being able to hug yourself, literally hug yourself. You like get your arms, put yourself around you, but do it again, metaphorically to the inner you. Talk Mm. to the inner you. Some things that we say, and I'm paraphrasing Richard now, some things that we say to our inner self, we wouldn't ever dare say to somebody else because Mm -hmm. it's too hurtful. It's too damaging. Yeah. But we say it to ourselves, you know, you, you try to put up a shelf or and the shelf comes out wonky when you look on the spirit level. Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm an effing this. I'm a blah, blah, blah. But really the, think about the words you're using to describe you, mm-hmm. you know, and this stuff compounds the, the, the shame and unworthiness. I'm useless. I'm not able to do anything. So it has a bigger grip. So practice self-compassion. Gratitude, find something to be grateful for, you know, be able to speak honestly about, honestly about how you're feeling. Like vulnerability is probably one of the biggest strengths you could have right now. And that, and there, there lies the contradiction. Check it out. Absolutely. Being, vulnerability. Vulnerability is the best skill, the best attribute to have right now across mm. social media, um, live performances, sports, whatever it is, because that way you connect with people. Because people want to know that you're just like them. Yeah. yeah. They want to know that, oh my God, this is why if you look at some movies, particularly like, say for example, we spoke about the Joker film, right? Yeah. And I've seen the Joker film like several times now. And the mental health yeah. side of things is really, really, really fascinating. But essentially, you're watching a film whereby you are rooting for the villain. Mm. <laughs> you are yeah. literally yeah. rooting for rooting the villain for the to villain. win. Why is that? Because you connect. You, you, you connect to what? Seen, in a sense that, um, obviously, the, in, in the reference of the Joker film, um, the film showed the, the person's flaws, the, the, jo- the, the villain's flaws, you know, how, you know, mentally how he um, seeks validation, you know what I'm saying? And he came from a very dark place of just being lonely in a sense. He, and I feel like, you know, 
He was embarrassed, wasn't he? He was embarrassed. Yeah. He was humiliated. Remember, he was humiliated, which is the catalyst for shame. Mm. He thought somebody was his dad that's not his dad. Yeah. He had a situation whereby everything his mom told him about where he came from was a lie. Mm. Then he finds out that there was abuse. He was a victim of abuse, some of which he doesn't even know happened. Mm-hmm. All the services were taken away from him. Yeah? Yeah. So he was beaten up on the train. Mm. So you can't help but have empathy for somebody like that. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So being vulnerable, the Joker is yeah. an interesting character because you can see how vulnerable he is and how vicious yeah. and malicious he is at the same time. But that's just an extreme example of where we're going. Yeah, you know what? Like mm. now that you said that, just imagine how many people, um, if they are just vulnerable with their situations or their life, how you know, not not not. not let's say that they are villains or they are just a person that known that's known for, you know, saying the most nasty things. Mm. But what if you know they just started being vulnerable? Yeah, and, and share and, that. You know, with, imagine imagine the 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 help they can get. Or imagine the the sympathy, not a genuine sympathy of like, okay, I see where you where you come from now. I I get it. I, I get why you're at this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to practice practice being vulnerable. Put yourself out yeah. there. You know, um, I used to do a lot of Toastmasters, which is to help me do public speaking. And one of the things that yeah. they teach you there is being in front of people and delivering that speech, you feel vulnerable. But the fact that mm. you put yourself out there and your inner dialogue could be, I'm talking in front of a pack of wild wolves. That's how I used to interpret public speaking. They, they want mm. to attack me and, I, and, and I'll blow it out of proportion. I'll go like, then I'll start feeling embarrassed. I was like, okay, I'm going to go up there and my tire's going to fall down. I'm going to go up there and something bad's going to slip. I used to think all these things and I've got very creative imagination. So when I say I'm thinking something, that's in 3D, um, 4K and do you know what I mean? Surround sound. You're thinking five different ways. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing it and I'm seeing it in real color. So when I'm saying to you, I'm going to be in front of a stage and my child's going to fall down. It's going to fall down. Everything's going to be hanging, dangling. Mm. That's that's, that's how I'm going to be feeling. So... One of the things about um, the Toastmasters is it allows you to push through that through various coaching exercises and feedback from other, other, other people within the group. They'll talk to you about how you're standing. They'll give you tips about how to project your voice. And you start very small. And what I found is when you start engaging with what is personal to you, mm-hmm. you know, and changing the narrative about yourself, you're no longer stupid. You're no longer embarrassment. You're not conscious about a lisp. You're not conscious about mispronunciation of certain words you're no longer thinking you're unworthy like what am I doing here little me but I'm not expert so remember when you're in the beginning of um in the depths of shame and you're feeling Mm. unworthy it also gives rise corporately to imposter Mm. syndrome yeah imposter you feel like an imposter anytime you're somebody is wants to celebrate you you think you're not worthy of it. It can't really be me. I'm not really that good. And a lot of celebrities suffer from imposter syndrome. A lot of people yeah. in hi- highly influential positions across different platforms, across different industries, suffer mm. with this infliction of imposter syndrome. So they come up with things such as fake it until you make it. 
That's where that yeah. comes from. And I'm a firm believer to not fake it till you make it. You have to live Genuine, it. Genuine. Live it. Live it until you become it. There's mm-hmm. a difference. You know, once you're once you faking it, psychologically, you know you're not being real. Because the proof is in the pudding and it's in what you're saying. Faking it. Eventually you'll crack. Eventually you'll just crack it. You have to. You can't be, you have to, you have you can't to be acting it. all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One time you're going to slip up. Exactly. One time you're going to That is why you've got to live it until you become it. Yeah. So, so if you want to be um, a footballer, whatever a case would be, or a musician, play music, you know, immerse yourself in it. So you are that. Yeah. Exactly. And practice, practice your narrative. Practice it. Practice it to the point that, because what happens is when we're under pressure, we go back to our, um, we, we, we react, right? So what you want to do is to have rehearsed so many times in your head, difficult mm-hmm. situations. Yeah. That when you're faced with it, your automatic response isn't something you're thinking about. It's just automatic yeah. and it's the right way to respond. And this, these are all the techniques that you learn from doing Toastmasters and feedback and all that kind of stuff. Because some people, when they're highly excited, they go blank. <laughs> they go blank. They don't know what they're going to be saying next, right? And you don't want that. You want to build people up. So there are various things you can do to, that teach you to get out of your shell. And public speaking, we know, is one of the top three most scariest things we can do. Yeah? yeah. For most people, it's sure. public speaking. Like, for me, like, you know, it's, it's one thing that... My uncle D always, you know, scream, go to Toastmasters. It's going to help you. You know, um, obviously I've, since when I was a kid, uh, I was never, um, I was never confident speaking. Yeah. Uh, you know, due to, you know, the feedback I used to get from people. Um, but what I've, what I've realized is, you know, it, it just, it just, you know, I've, I've, I've learned to embrace yeah. the way I talk. Because I understand that, you know, not every, like, not everybody's going to get it, but there are some people who are going to get it. So understand that, you know, when you look at your shame, don't look at your shame as a curse. It's a blessing. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, your, 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 what you have gone through is not a coincidence. It's not there just as a coincidence. It's, it's for, it's to help others. Any story that, that, that you have gone through is not a curse. It's, it's literally there to help somebody that needs it. So just like Uncle Uncle D just just said, you know, you got a craft, you got a master. It. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, exactly. For example, um, me speaking, you know, um, I'm still learning how to speak correctly. I'm I'm still learning how to, you know, be the best radio personality, you know, the best podcaster in the world. You get me? That's right. That's but right. that comes from just, you know, enhancing, enhance yourself, just believe in yourself and, and just understand that, you know what you have is, is, is enough mm, yeah. just to, you know, to change the whole world in a sense, Correct. you know, yeah, that's correct. That's, that's what I'm just, that's what I'm just trying to say, you know, like, you know, in, in terms of shame, don't look at your shame as, as, as a curse. It's, it's definitely a blessing, man. Yeah. It's a Literally process. A it's a process. And if you, if you do not, if you're not able to reconcile at some point, mm. you'll be stuck there. You'll be yeah. arrested. Literally like you're handcuffed. Your soul is handcuffed. But mm. remember you hold the key. This is something that somebody else doesn't hold the key to pick that lock for your handcuffs to let your soul be liberated. No, you yeah. have that key. So it's about you looking. Gratitude is so, so powerful because it can undo so many things. Because when you are so, when your inner narrative is so negative, 
You failed to find the beauty in life. You failed to find the beauty in strange places. You failed to find the beauty in other people. You failed to find the um, sincerity in other people's actions and, and um, behaviors. But if you keep your heart open, have a wild open heart, they, 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 then don't take things for granted. Go to bed every night and give yourself just one thing, at least just one thing that you're grateful for, even if it's just breath. Start with just breath, a real breath, a conscious breath, not just breathing, I'm breathing, I'm, I'm alive in it. No, a breath. You know, mm. that's a powerful thing. Particularly now we've got COVID. People are dying from a lack of breath. Do you right. see what I mean? They're dying. That's how it gets you. It affects your breathing. Right? So breath is something that we shouldn't be able to take for granted. You should never take for granted. So go to bed every night and do slowly, slowly, small steps. Gratitude. Mm. Be a keen observer. And you know what? Don't take yourself too too seriously as Django said everything you're going through has a purpose has yeah. a purpose but if I was to go, if, if I was to give you imagine if you're if you were never if you never understand carpentry for example yeah or DIY yeah, yeah. and I give you a claw hammer what will you do with that <laughs> if you don't know carpentry you never knew anything about DIY <laughs> It's, it's what I'm saying to you. So when you are given, so when you, when we experience things in our life that we don't know what is for, no, any tool is useful if you know how to use it. Any experience is useful if you know how to use it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying yeah. to you. If you know how to use it. So this how is- How does what, that come? How does that come back? Exactly. That, that, to know how to use it, first of all, you've got to first be open to be honest, to experience it. First, you've got to know, I've got a hammer. I've got a claw hammer in my hand. So mm -hmm. same with emotion. I know I feel shame. So mm -hmm. once you know and you've given a name to what you're experiencing, it's slowly starting to, to lose this grip on you. So now you yeah. can manipulate it because now you defined it. Because those who mm -hmm. have the power to did, um, define have the power to control. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Those who no, no, have the power, let, let me just break it down again. Let me break it down again. Those yeah. who have the power to define something. Yeah. Define something, have the power to control it. That okay. which is, so that is, I'll give you an example. Of what that means is a music genre that comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Pick a new music genre. Like, mm. um, what, what music are young people listen to now? No, no, they're going to pass hip hop. The, um, this, um, UK, well, they're not ground, um, house, ground, grime. What's the other one? Um, oh, pop? no, outside of grime. So the, the new outside one, of grime. the new one to grime. I forgot what it's called now. Oh, oh there's, there's Afro swing. There's, there's, uh, um... so you're showing your age because you should, you should know this. This. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, okay, there's Afro Swing, there's Grime, there is, um, oh yeah, there's like, Drill Music. Yeah, Drill. That's that's what we're talking about, there's Drill. Oh. Yeah. At some point, at some point, yeah, somebody had to define and give that, that music a name. Mm. Yeah. And so once you've named it, you know the parameters of what makes it that thing you've just named it. So if they yeah. say it's Drill Music, the person said, okay, then this is drill. Yeah. And drill music mm -hmm. sounds like this. If it doesn't sound like this, it's 
not drill music. It's something else that needs to be named. Okay. Like, so like, went, like, went, went through the process of being, being accepted. You got to accept it first. No, you like, know, like you said. Yeah, you got, you got accepted. Then, then you got to name it. So shame is a name. You're giving your emotion, your feelings a name. And it's called shame. Yeah. Then now you can control it because you've named it. You know how it's going to manifest itself. You're now in control. But if you mm-hmm. experience things that you can't name it, this is why people are so, who go through mental health problems and all that kind of stuff, that a lot of them are fixated for diagnosis. This is why, because they want to name. Because they don't know the root of the problem. Yeah, they want to name. If you know the root of the problem, yeah, they you w- can now, now you can move forward. Yeah, they want to okay. name. Why am I seeing things? Why am I feeling like this? Then the doctor will say, okay, fine, we're going to do some tests on you and they'll give you a diagnosis. And at least from the diagnosis, they start to say, okay, fine. Because it, 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 it's got a name, it falls within these parameters. I can either yeah. take medication, talking therapies, um, alternative therapies, whatever the case may be. You know what to do with it. You're now in control. But when you can't name it, yeah. you, you can't, you cannot have, you don't have the tools to do something with it. You, you see what I mean? So, and it start, and again, naming, and this, this is where we're going to wrap up the conversation because again, we've gone right full circle on this. We started talking yeah. about names, correct? Mm. And how powerful yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ultimately it's because your name has a meaning. Whoever named yeah. you defines what that, what that means. Yeah. This is why you can't, if you, if you don't know what your name means or if your name has a meaning outside of what you thought it meant, but the, the population thinks it means something else, there's a contradiction. Yeah. Are you following my drift? But every name that was ever given to anybody, yeah, had its source has parameters of what that name means. Yeah. Yeah. That's why people can't just be named anything. It's important to think about what you name and how you name Nobody. somebody. Because now, like you, you, <laughs> your name is basically your your coat every day. The, the, the what what you wear when you when you go out. Um, even when you look at, um, I'm not trying to digress, but it's just like you said. You know, your name is is just very significant. It's just a, you gotta be careful what you what you name a person because in the ancient world, you know, if a, a certain person has just got named something that's just you know bad in a sense, that's that's their that's their path basically of life. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Because they, they, they've just defined it, like you said, this is who you are. So, yeah, you know. Um, exactly. But, yeah, like, let's, but let's, let's, obviously, like, um, let's talk about how uh, people now, because um, certain people have, you know, good names, in a sense, but they just don't know how to embrace it, in a sense. Maybe it's because of the tribe they, they, they're from or the language, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it doesn't sound cool. Yeah. Of how you know what I'm saying how 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 it sounds because for me personally I hated my name you know like I said it in in the podcast that that, that said you, it's like you, you know shame? Christmas periods I hated it did you feel jingle shame? bells I was like nah not again I'm a, I'm finna throw hands now <laughs> yeah but <laughs> did, you, did you feel so shame? my name literally means goodness and mercy it's a beautiful thing yeah but did but you mean shame did you did you feel shame this I feel is about shame. shame of course exactly I, I, I hated my name exactly I, I just I just hated it. Exactly. But you know when you but you, but you know when you like like you said you know um you have to go through a process in terms of accepting it. I had to go through the process of life to understand that oh my, I have goodness and mercy on me. My name actually means something significant. You yeah. get me? Yeah. So you know I had to go through that process of just accepting the name. Okay, this is me, and yeah. this is who I am. And you know, 
Yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah. again, I so think. But, but let's talk about how how you know how one can can just you know overcome that. Yeah, want to talk about that in a second? Uh, what we do for that one? Um, I think because of a timing issue as well. Um, yes. Yeah, because it's a meaty subject. You want to keep things. Yeah, because because yeah. this is so, uh, what what I want people to do is reflect on what we talked about. Shame. Um, mm-hmm. If you can once again plug that excellent interview you did. Um, Oh, what about your name? If you just say say the source again and where we can get access to that podcast. So the podcast is called the podcast show is called is is no shame in my name. Exactly. Find it on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, and Podbean. Yeah. No shame in my name. And and then who's so and who's the person that runs that? Juliana. Juliana. Okay, Juliana. 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 As you inspired this. Um, podcast, you get yeah. an atomic mic drop. Okay, guys, everybody ready? Atomic yeah. mic drop. Well done. Well done. Very well good done. concept. Yeah. I love it. Kudos Very to you. Name. So that's how we kicked it off. We kicked off with talking about names and we kicked off and then we started talking about this, the whole shame and what does it mean and how to come out of that? So anybody that's feeling shame, you know, listen to this podcast or if you, if you know somebody else in that rut and also for ourselves to be aware of our conscious levels in our next show, we want to talk about as, as we are going through the various states of being, we want to then probably um, expand that to guilt and <laughs> the guilty pleasures. I know a lot of you that guilty pleasures. There's guilt. <laughs> yeah. But today, yes. let's keep it simple. Let's reflect Same. and let's be safe. Jingo, any closing closing words? Um oh, what's what, what's the closing words? Um nah, I ain't got closing words. Just uh, stay indoors, guys. Stay home and stay safe. Just don't go out. That's it. And just that, don't go out. And that's <laughs> it. And we'll catch up on the other side, you guys. Be safe out there. We out. We out. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out micdropclub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life. Make life boom. Boom.